It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Trent McWicket is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again, cutting into the margin, but it's McWicket four years later back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trotting into the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did done good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rocket Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rocket Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bound in gold cup and soccer. 59 somewhere. Penty rocking in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here is the French connection. The alerts have won it. Fine. Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark is going to dig in here and get the win here. Shark up on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Holds on to win! Foiled again! Tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy
the Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555.
Every dream has a start. And this one is ours. To trot and pace fast. Faster than all the others. And maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tail. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in second. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. All right, we're back on this edition of Hooks Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joining you from the uh, studios here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, thanks to Derek Gibner, Mark Hall, Melissa Keith, you guys for reaching out. Apparently, we had no sound. So, guess what, Jason? We get to do our interview again, uh, but nobody knew you were on to begin with. So, uh, we talked all about uh, your, your, your fashion. Uh, fa- gosh, what's the name of the band? Fashion. Uh, Fashion, uh, fashion week. That's what it is. Fashion week. You can shake your head at me all you want to. Doesn't make it any less true. But Jason Turner, the digital brand strategist at the USTA, and uh, you're also in a band. You're a lead singer of a band. So, uh, so, so good stuff there. But let's talk about the youth delegate program a little bit uh, with the USTA. Um, This is one of those programs that uh, has kind of taken shape over the last couple of years. Uh, What exactly is the youth? And since nobody heard my commercial joke early, I got to do it again. The youth delegate program yep so funny um yeah the youth delegate program is something that i got involved with probably about six months ago um and the idea is that we want to help encourage young people to get involved in the sport and try out some of the different um aspects as far as career 
aspirations go so you can learn how to do different things that aren't just driving and training. Uh, we get them plugged in with the USTA. We get them plugged in with their directors. Um, and then hopefully we, we have a good time and teach them some uh, valuable skills. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about what uh, was entailed this weekend. Obviously, a lot of great things that took place, but kind of take us through the schedule first, and then we'll dive into some of the specifics. Yeah, absolutely. We spent um, the first evening just getting to know each other. People were coming from all over the country, um, so just getting familiar and having some fun. Uh, and then we started our day uh, early on Saturday, and we went to uh, the training center where Wendy Ross stables her horses, and we did some activities there. We came back to the USTA for a working lunch, uh, which was great, and then we headed to Dayton Raceway for the evening and did a bunch of stuff there. Now, we got a chance over the weekend, uh, myself, uh, you, and Wendy Ross, along with Gabe Wand and Ellen Taylor, to kind of teach the young people a few things along the way, and they got to experience some really cool things as well, starting with the uh, with the barn tour, something we weren't really expecting, but to see a vet in action. Yeah, we were kind of hoping that there'd be some spontaneity and, and just normal barn happenings um that we could um show them and that was the case so we got to do that um all around the facility um people were at work doing their thing working with the horses and it's always just so cool to be in that environment i think uh whether you've been doing it for uh two years or 20 years it's always fun to see that um so yeah i hope we we showed them some some new stuff and um we all had a great time all right, let's talk about how to become a delegate. And uh, obviously, there's an age range that they kind of have to go through or kind of have to be in, so to speak. And, you know, we always say in the sport of harness racing, we need younger people. We need younger people. You need younger people. This is a great way for them to get involved and experience some of these things. Tell us a little bit about how or what are the requirements to be a youth delegate. Right. The program's only been going uh, a little under two years. So um, right now, the way we have it set up is it's for kids that are 14 to 20, um, and you can apply to become a youth delegate. Um, the idea is that you would represent your district, so you got to know uh, what district you're in and probably um, connect with your um, district representative. Um, but we do that every spring, and you just apply. Uh, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us here at the USTA, and we would be happy to help you. All right, Jason. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy morning. I know Hoofbeats is on deadline this, this week or next Youth couple of days. Youthbeats Youth is on deadline. Uh, Jason is also the uh, editor of Youthbeats. Lots of great things going on. We certainly appreciate you joining us. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to talk to Norton Shoemaker from Harris, Philadelphia. We'll be right back. Harness Racing is back at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment with a post time of 7.15. Join in on our popular guaranteed pools. The pick five starts in race one with a $25,000 guaranteed pool. And in race eight, the guaranteed $50,000 pick four begins. Kindergarten finals are on Saturday, November 2nd. TVG finals and final four are on Saturday, November 23rd. Visit PlayMetalands.com for racing and event information. Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Bootenshane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. 
Hey, racing fans, we all know the ride begins well before the starting gate. Stay warmed up around the clock at PennHorseRacing.com, your home for all things harness and thoroughbred racing. PennHorseRacing.com gives you the inside track on betting, industry events, breeding, news, and more. You know, everything that'll give you an edge come post-time. Visit PennHorseRacing.com today. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back on Dose Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. Right now we are joined by the starter at Harris Philadelphia, Norton Shoemaker. And, Mr. Shoemaker, i got to tell you, you're the first starter ever to be on this program. So, uh, And it's, it's quite weird. We've been doing this thing for four years now, and you're the very first starter to be on this program. But um, nonetheless, why don't you tell us a little bit how you got started in the business, and then we'll talk about maybe some of your starting responsibilities. Well, I've raced horses for years. I was a driver. Got injured. And I, a friend of mine said they were going to need a starter to go around the fairs. So I did that for a couple of years. Then I filled in a Pocono. They opened here in 06. They asked me if I'd be interested. I said, yeah, and I've been here ever since. Tell us about some of your racing days. Uh, I know you were a catch driver. You trained a couple of horses. Um, you got over 1,000 wins driving, right? Yes. Okay, tell us about some of the horses that you've had and just some about your uh, racing days in general. Well, in 86, I drove a horse for Hanover Shoe Farms in the Hamiltonian. He was second the first heat. He didn't get any money the second heat, but we ended up with fourth money overall for the day with the point standings. Okay, I had a horse, Stinson's Pro was an open trotter uh, at Pocono. Um, a horse, Tylad, was owned by Chuck Pompey. He was an open pacer at Pocono. And I drove a horse back then, uh, Ironstone Hello, for the Heartlines. He had the track record there for years. Chuck Pompey, boy, there's a name from the past. So what made, it, what made you kind of transition from being a horseman to kind of being on the other side of the business, so to speak? I got hurt pretty bad a couple times. I broke my back, okay, and the doctors pretty much said, you better find another line to work or you're not going to be walking. And how was, how'd you get to be a starter? How was that kind of, how'd that kind of go? Uh, they needed somebody to do the fairs. So I did the fairs for a couple of years, and then I filled in at Pocono. And they opened here in 06, and they asked me if I'd be interested in the job. And I said, yeah, and I've been here ever since. You know, the thing about starters is there's not very many of you in the country. There's only a handful of people that can do the job that you do. And, you know, one of the things I, I don't think people realize about being a starter is it's a lot more than just lining up behind the gate and saying go, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you try to get them all there on the gate. Sometimes it's a little tough. And after you say go, um, we follow them around here. We're a patrol judge. We're looking for any infractions during the race. And when we pull up, if any of the drivers think that they were interfered with, they're supposed to get back to us quick. Mm-hmm. We'll call the judges, tell them what happened where, and they have three different angles upstairs on the camera. They can look and see if it happened or it didn't happen. What are some of the things that you're looking for as a starter? I know there's got to be a lot of communication between the driver, which in this case is Andy Keene, who does a great job, and you guys. Tell us about like the day to like like race to race thing, like the kind of the communication between you guys and the communication in a lot of in a lot of cases between you and the horsemen and the drivers. Yeah, I mean every race is different. You just never know what's going to happen. One day we had geese geese land on the racetrack. 
just before we we're going to let them go, okay? And we had to have a recall because we had a horse that's going to a flock of geese. You just never know what's going to happen. Every race is different. Visiting with the starter at Harris, Philadelphia, Norton Shoemaker. Uh, now, Shoe, tell us a little bit about some of the things maybe that happen as horses come to the gate. I know you've got to make split-second decisions because it's pretty much bang-bang. Tell us about some of the things that you've seen. Well, you got to make sure everybody's in their right position because every once in a while you'll get somebody comes to the wrong spot and you got to get that straightened out. Okay, and you're always looking for like broken equipment as they're coming to the gate, something's wrong. Um, interference behind the gate. Um, like I said, broken equipment, interference, horse falls, horse leaves the course. Okay, there's a lot of things go, that go on and you have to make a split second decision. You don't have time to sit down and think about it. It's either you gotta do it or you don't do it. Tell us about maybe some of the things that you look for during a race. Now we know we have three judges up in the um, up in the press box at Harris Philadelphia, so you're kind of that extra set of eyes that sees it from the ground level. Well, you're looking for inter any interference. A horse comes out late, uh, pushes another horse out three deep. Um, horse runs over top of a, a, another driver's tire, blows a tire, broken equipment. Okay, it's all, every race is different. I mean, you're always looking for something. Once again, visiting with Norton Shoemaker, the starter at Harris, Philadelphia. Now, Shoe, tell us about the challenges of starting a race at Harris, Philadelphia, maybe versus some of the other racetracks that you've had a chance to start a race at. Well, you're dealing with some of the best drivers in the country here. So we usually don't have a problem. And the, one of the other things that we do is, we're, this as far as I know, the only racetrack in the country, in the United States, that we race over a bridge. Okay, and so far we've never had a problem with that, but it is kind of unique. Now, as a starter, shoe, you're kind of like a, a, a general out there. I mean, you kind of have to have the line of communication open, as we talked about earlier, between yourself and your driver, Andy Keene, but also between you and the outrider as well. Yes. Um... We had a day here, horses were coming to the gate. We got halfway through the first turn. They were behind the gate and our line broke. So we ended up getting everybody off the gate except the horse with the line broke. We went all the way around the racetrack. The outrider got set up to grab the horse. He couldn't slow up too quick because if we did, the horse would turn around. So you had to slow up really, really gradual. And right before we got to where the paddock is, the outrider got a hold of the horse and we got him pulled up. Well, that's a yeah, scary situation indeed, but that's why communication is certainly important when it comes to, you know, you and your driver, you and the outrider, you and the judges, and so forth. Uh, do you ever miss your racing days? A little bit, but I have a job here that I really love, and um, it's working out well. What do you think the best thing is about being a starter? You're still in the business. Okay, I get to see the horses every day. I watch 14 races a day. It's a great job. And it's a great view. If anybody hasn't ridden in the starting gate at Harris, Philadelphia, or anywhere by uh, that matter, it's a fantastic thing. I can't begin to tell you, Shu, how many times that I've had people come up to me after they rode in the, start, rode in the starting gate for the first time and were just amazed. Yeah, I've never had anybody ride in the starting gate and didn't pretty much say the same thing, that they didn't realize there's that much that goes on. They thought you just, horses come to the gate, you turn them loose, and that's it. There's a lot that goes on that people don't know. And Shu, before we let you go, I get this question all the time. Why do you have the nickname of the Iron Man? I guess it's because I haven't missed a day since 06. 
I don't know. Um, I've never missed a day, never been late. And so, you've been there through sickness and through a lot of different things, haven't you? Yeah. And uh, I guess that's how I got the name The Iron Man. The Iron Man Norton Shoemaker. Sure, we appreciate you joining us here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspires. Attention all breeding funds. Did you know Pacing for the Cure has a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation. Mike? In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the pacingforthecure.org website. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. From the edge of your seat starts to the white knuckle finishes. Horse racing is truly a ride unlike any other. One that the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association intends to preserve in the Keystone State for years and years to come. From our breeders to track operators to you, the fan. PHRA is here to bring everyone together for the benefit of the sport we love and the majestic athletes we adore. Learn more about the PHRA's mission at PennHorseRacing.com. Brought to you by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association.
Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. Harness Racing is back at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment with the post time of 7.15. Join in on our popular guaranteed pools. The pick five starts in race one with a $25,000 guaranteed pool. And in race eight, the guaranteed $50,000 pick four begins. Kindergarten finals are on Saturday, November 2nd. TVG finals and final four are on Saturday, November 23rd. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing and event information. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter joining you live from the USTA studios here in Columbus, Ohio. Lots of great things still coming up. So we're going to talk with Calix Bow announcer and Hall of Famer Gary Seibel as we talk about the fall-winter meet coming up at the Sacramento, Sacramento Oval, which just kicked off last week. Um, and to me, last Saturday night. Let's talk a little bit about the matron while we uh, wait for Gary to come on board here. Obviously, the matron stakes take center stage tonight. The three-year-old Colt and Gelding Trotters take center stage. And Breeders' Crown champion Jim Panzi has his eyes set on Horse of the Year honors, possible Trotter of the Year honors. Interesting argument from a lot of people about Jim Panzi that say if he could win out, he could potentially horse of the year and I could totally see that he's a Yonkers trot champion he was third in the Hamiltonian only missed by a length um, to forbidden trade Uh, he won the Breeders Crown if he can win the Matron then turn right back around and win against older in the TBG definitely could see him uh, gutting out a uh, potential horse of the year run against Sharton Manchego is into the mix so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of all shakes out and then race number four is the three-year-old Philly at Trotters. And who could forget the great Wind Doves Cry, uh, who was a Hamiltonian Oaks champion, was second in the Breeders' Crown, to Wind of B, who is back here in the Matron Stakes, draws post number seven, going to try to overtake some of the top horses. You have number eight, the Ice Duchess, outside for trainer Nancy Johansson. Lots of great racing action coming up at Dover Downs. We're going to talk now, though, to the Cal Expo announcer and Hall of Famer, Gary Seibel. What's going on, Gary? Hey Mike, how are you? Not too much. Let's not too bad. Let's talk about uh, some Cal Expo racing action. And you know, Gary, one place I've never been is Cal Expo. But I'll tell you, what a competitive meeting! Uh, just in general, you guys and Running Aces have kind of uh, put together this circuit, so to speak. 
Yeah, pretty much so. I mean, a lot of the horsemen and horses travel between Cal Expo and uh, running aces, of course, during the uh, warmer summer months for Minnesota. But uh, that's one of the things that the horsemen find attractive about coming out to California is that even though it's northern California, uh, it's rare, uh, very rare, to have any kind of snow on the ground in the uh, Sacramento area, and that includes Cal Expo. So it's mild weather for the most part during the winter. You know, we get some rain, and uh, particularly during the La Nina seasons, uh, hopefully we won't have one of those this year, but um, it's it's just a, it's a good place to race. It's like family. We all know that harness racing has always been described as a, a family type of sport, and uh, that's uh, nowhere more true than at Cal Expo. And, uh, you know, California racing in general, not just harness racing, but thoroughbred racing, and this, uh, particularly over the last uh, year or so, uh, has been under tremendous scrutiny, and um, it's it you know it can be a tough go out here uh, from time to time. But, um, in many ways, uh, we're we're isolated at least harness racing from uh, the uh, you know big centers of harness racing in the Northeast corridor. But the horsemen still appreciate it. horsemen and horsewomen still appreciate coming out here uh, for a lot of different factors: the weather, the the mile track. Um, it's it's just a good place to be. I mean, Northern California, as many people know, is really beautiful, and that's where that's where Sacramento is, and that's where Cal Expo is. So, and it's this is you know, believe it or not, for me, my seventh season here, Mike, and I'm I'm just enjoying it. It's it's been a lot of fun for me. I can tell you that. Well, Gary, let's talk about some of the great things that Cal Expo does. Uh, you guys started this handicapping segment with Wendy Ross and Jen Bongiorno uh, a few years back, and it has been a raging success uh, thus far. You guys do a great job each and every week to engage your fans. And now you've even brought on Garnet Barnsdale you guys, and Derek Gibner. You guys talk a little bit about Woodbine, talk some Cal Expo. That's been a great little addition to the uh, TV broadcast. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. Uh, yeah, and that was uh, really, you know, the the brainchild of uh, Chris Schick, our general manager. Um, you know, and his idea there was just to kind of, uh, you know, get some other input uh, <clears throat> into what we're doing at Cal Expo, and particularly when we were able to start taking the uh, full card from Woodbine Mohawk. Um, you know, it was particularly important to have somebody that understood the circuit as Garnet does. I mean, Garnet's a, a great handicapper, a good guy, and uh, really knows that Woodbine Mohawk circuit. So the information <clears throat> that he gives to our, our you know, our uh, customers, our betters, is, is invaluable. And um, the numbers show it. I mean, the, the handle's been very good on Woodbine Mohawk and, um, of course, Meadowlands as well. We offer the two best signals, you know, in the sport as far as I'm concerned, the Meadowlands and uh, Woodbine Mohawk, and having those folks in there, Garnet and, of course, Jen and, and Wendy and uh, Derek as well. I mean, Derek, you know, Derek obviously uh, well-known throughout the industry, editor of DRF Harness and a great handicapper, has been in the, uh, you know, the, the, the National Handicapping Championship on more than one occasion you know, this is all valuable stuff, um, and I've always believed, you know, that if you can have somebody that follows the circuit, help you under, help you understand, and help you, um, you know, pick up, 
couple of winners from time to time, I, I really think that's important. And I think that's what all those people do. And, of course, Wendy and, and Jen, uh, Jen's, you know, a, a well-respected horsewoman. Wendy, you know, you guys work together, as you well know, Mike. I'm not telling you anything about Wendy that you don't already know. <laughs> I mean, she's a, a tremendous talent, a hard worker, a go-getter, and she just, you know, loves the sport, has a passion for it. Her boyfriend is heavily involved. She's heavily involved. So these are these are voices of experience. All the people we, you know, you just mentioned, Derek and and Garnet and Wendy and Jen. Uh, you know, so I'm very fortunate that they get to spend some time with me each week, enlighten me, and we get to have a nice conversation. I've always felt that was important um, over all the years. Uh, it, you know, in my mind, it's to have some fun with it too. You know, it's supposed to be fun. I, you know, sure we're 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 wagering money, but that doesn't mean, you know, we can't have a little fun and, and, and you know, talk about uh, not only that particular pick four or pick five or whatever it is, but just, you know, talk a little bit about the sport in general. And that's if we have enough time between races, which, you know, can get a little dicey from time to time. But if we do have enough time, I try to also include some of those other things. I mean, this was a year when harness racing had not just one, but $2 million yearlings. That's never happened before. Um, and I think that's, you know, something people should know about. I think it's a good sign for the sport. Sales this year have been excellent. So, I, you know, I, tr I try to include a little bit of everything, yet at the end of the day to make sure that, you know, people uh, understand why we, uh, you know, selected the horses that we did for our particular plays, you know, and, and of course on um, Friday and Saturday with Jen and Wendy, it's all about the pick four, and then Derek will join us from time to time for the pick five. So I really think it works very, very well. I'm I'm just glad that we have those people aboard, uh, and that Chris was, you know, willing to step up to the plate and spend some money to have him join us. Now, Gary, let's talk about what it's been like for you to get back into the announcer's booth at Cal Expo. I believe this is, uh, what, your fourth or fifth season now. And so it's, it's been a ride for you. You've called some amazing races at different racetracks. But what, how is it different at Cal Expo? Well, it's different in the sense that, you know, we always know that when we go in there, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it can be a little tougher for us because we don't have access to you know, the horse population. So, you know, I mean, and, and not everybody's arrived yet this season. We've got some stragglers coming in from Canada that uh, we're waiting a bit on. Um, some horses, uh, you know, that will follow them as well. Um, like tonight or tomorrow night, Friday night, we have nine races. Saturday, we have 10 races, and we're going to start our program both nights at 640 instead of 610. You know, and again, I mean, to be honest with you, that that's a little bit of a struggle. So, you know, it's all about the horse population at Cal Expo, and um, it's, it's it's not you know it's not the easiest thing. Uh, our you know director of racing, Robin Shat, and of course Chris uh, Schick, they work closely together to put together as um, competitive a racing card as they can. And I got to tell you, Mike, from my perspective, up in the booth. The first few years, honestly, I thought the racing was a a little bit a little bit stale, a little bit boring. <clears throat> then we had some newer faces come in, and they really kind of shook things up, uh, both in the drivers' colony and uh, you know some new trainers as well. The last four years, I'm going to say the racing has been just as exciting as and as competitive 
as pretty much anywhere else. Uh, you know, we're not talking about steaks, pokes, and fillies here. We're just talking about, you know, your regular overnight, everyday variety of harness racing. But it's damn good racing, and, and it's competitive. And uh, I think we have one of the lowest um, uh, percentage of winning favorites uh, in the country. Uh, and I think that's important. You can make money at Cal Expo. And, you know, people that follow us know that. Um, yeah, sure, we're going to have chalk from time to time, like every track does. But, our, again, our winning percentage uh, numbers are, are lower than most racetracks. It's and and you know I mean <laughs> that's it. It may sound odd, but for insomniacs, I mean people that you know want that don't go to bed early, that want to stay up, that want to have a little action. You know we're there for them. I mean, and I think that's really important. And I think the mile track also is very important. Um, and like I said, the racing over the last several seasons, in my mind, watching every race, calling every race, it, it's just been. Way more competitive. I think they do a great job in the race office putting together competitive races, and it shows. I mean, you know, opening night, uh, you know, we we had a pretty de we had a decent card, and it was I'm going to say maybe an average of eight eight and a half horses per race. I mean, they bet nearly eight hundred thousand. That's that's you know that's pretty good for uh, for us, uh, and it's only going to get better because when more horses arrive, then we'll also at bigger fields as well, and I think that's you know always a key. No matter where you are, uh, the bigger the field, uh, the better off you're going to be at the betting windows. So, you know, from top to bottom, it's really really improved. I think over the last three to four years, and um, for me, it just makes it more enjoyable when there are four or five or six horses coming down to the line that have a legitimate shot at the win. And I, I think that happens a lot of Calix stuff. All right. Well, listen, Gary, thanks so much for taking time out of your morning to uh, stop by and join us and uh, continue doing the great things you guys are out of Cal Expo. And we look forward to uh, seeing you guys in the future. Well, Mike, let me just say, and, and you know, you and you know, Mike on the show do a great job, and you and <laughs> Wendy and the rest of the crew over at USDA, um, really, I mean, you've injected a lot of life into what they do over there. Uh you know, you, you guys are young, uh, you guys are energetic, ambitious, you're passionate about harness racing, and it all shows. So, uh, you know, I, and I think the industry definitely appreciates what you guys are doing. So keep up the good work. All right. I'll pass that message along. Thanks, Gary. All right, buddy. You bet, Mike. Take care. Uh, bye. All right, that was Gary Seibel, the Cal Expo and Hall of Famer, excuse me, Hall of Fame announcer at Cal Expo in Sacramento. We're going to take one final timeout. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the USTA and Bet America. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. 
Southern Oaks has been the winter home of many great horses competing in several different stakes programs. It's home to leading trainers such as Irv Miller, John Bootenshane, Eddie Lohmeyer, and Ian Moore, just to name a few. The farm is conveniently located within 45 minutes of both the Orlando Airport and Daytona Beach in sunny Florida. Southern Oaks, arguably the best training service in all of Florida, has stalls for rent for the winter season. For more information, visit southernoakstraining.com. That's southernoakstraining.com. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire, is your home for daily thoroughbred horse racing conversation. Join host Jason Beam as he discusses racing from around the country, interviews jockeys, trainers, media personalities, and horse players every Monday through Friday. The show can be found at Twinspires.com or on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts from. The Jason Beam Horse Racing Podcast, brought to you by Twinspire. Special guest, thanks to all of our guests for taking time out of their day to join us here today. We'll be back next Thursday with a first post of 1030. Have a great day, everybody. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.